and Salvation Show. <laughs> Pack up the babies and grab the old ladies and everyone goes cause everyone knows it's Brother Love Show. Hallelujah. Hey Google, turn off the music. Hallelujah. Take my hand, dear God. Walk with me this day. What's up, everybody? In my heart, I That's know. That's enough, dude. Brother loves. Okay. Sorry. Okay. What's up, everybody? Um, not too much. How are you? Not much, man. You kind of killed my whole fucking intro there. Okay, man. go ahead. Do it. All right. Let's get the show started. Okay. okay? Yeah. Yeah, okay, one of my least favorite Springsteen songs. Let's do it. Oh, well, fuck you. <laughs> Welcome to Bad Vice, everybody. Days. Josh, what hey. is Bad Vice? Well, Bad Vice is a show. With, in, uh, into the mic. Oh, coming in hot. <laughs> His first podcast. It's my first podcast. It's like whenever I listen to a podcast and, and you can tell the person doesn't do a lot of podcasts, and mm-hmm. then right away the, Those are the, the, best the host episodes. will be like, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna lean in. Um, Bad Vice is a show that was started with Gorion and Robin yeah. that I listen to a lot. So I'm, Can you say my name big... once more? <laughs> Gorion? <laughs> that's, that's that's what Matt called it for a while. It's, it's Gori- how you said it in the very first in my fucking first episode. episode. It's, yeah. it's, it's actually a regression. <laughs> <laughs> that's because for the entire year and a half that we were in our first stage of friendship, you never corrected me. Oh no, it's so low oh. right now. I'm sorry. It's not what I heard. I brought oh, them back, the I got, and I got a whole a whole bunch of new. Uh, Finally, yeah. So, do you wow. want to go through the the list real quick? No, no, no. Surprise me. You want to surprise? Of do you course. want just a new one right now? No, no. Save it for, for not a even, moment. Let me give you one. Fine. Okay, ready? Cause she got a great ass. Nice. And you got your head all the way up it. <laughs> Is that Pacino from Heat? Yes. So good. She got a great ass. She's got a great ass. Yeah, and he does that like kind of. Yeah, he like he does the hand thing, trying to know. like hold it in the air. Like, okay, I'll do the three, Pacino quote, and you tell me the movie. Okay. The two most celeb. Sorry. All right, let's get it. Let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. Two most uh, beautiful syllables in the English language. Pussy. <laughs> We're doing bad guys. What's the movie? All right, um, okay. the scent of a woman. So you guys are both Jewish, right? Yes. Yes, can confirm. Yep. So I went online and found a Jewish advice column <laughs> just for today. Oh no! <laughs> you, so, didn't even, you didn't even like introduce me. Say who I was. I was here. We got Matt here. Hey. hey. I'm just back filling in Robin's hole and uh, filling, Whoa, in the, hey. filling in hey, the hole for guy. Robin. Filling in and um, happy to be here. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get into it. I found this thing called Thou Shalt. We can all hear the fucking jewel, dude. Thou Shalt is a Jewish advice column for anyone navigating a Jewish situation about which they are unsure. Which is understandable. For thousands of years, Judaism has been rolling through time and space, picking up everything in its path. Um, you had a you you had a a little scenario yesterday, didn't you? You you double booked yourself on dinner, two Shabbats. Yeah. What happened? I I forgot that two weeks ago I told someone I would come for Shabbat, and then my grandmother called me a couple days ago. What are you doing Friday? And then I told her I'd come for Shabbat dinner, and then I forgot that I had the other Shabbat, and it was two Shabbats. Shabbat just means Friday, right? 
Sure. It's, yeah. Because it happens yeah. every Friday. But Shabbat is Saturday, technically. It's yeah. It's sun, <laughs> sun, it's sundown. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Shabbat starts at sundown on Friday and lasts until sundown on Saturday. What a weird way to start it's when, and it's when, God, it's, it's when God rested, we didn't choose. Sunrise, sunset, sunrise, sunset. You don't know the great song, Filler on the Roof? I know it. There you go. Fiddler on the Roof, um, which is awesome and beautiful and great, but also means that we're inherited a tradition which a complicated and often confusing mix of rituals, identity markers, red lines, and ways to practice. The peculiarities and particularities of the diverse Jewish world have tripped up many well-meaning Jews and non-Jews alike, and the goal of Thou Shalt is to create a space where we can all help decode our Judaism for one another and the world. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Do they have a question on there? So we got, yeah, I got a couple uh, write-ins from people just dealing about like Jewish-centric things. This is a great, a great episode for that. <laughs> right? You can offer say. two more Jewish voices. <laughs> yep. you, uh, literally, you can just like close your eyes and I can't tell which of yes. you is talking. And I have representative Ilan, o- Ilan Omar on the phone and she's also going to offer in uh, her opinion. All is right. that too much? No, it's, top, it's topical. <laughs> it's topical, okay. Yeah, we like it, we like it. Um, can you guys speak Hebrew? Ken. Ken? Low. That means no. Ken, Ken is yes and low is no. Well, it's but, low. But What's I mean, yes? Ken. What's like, Ken? Ken. Ken? Ken is yes. Matt went to parochial school. Matt should be able to speak. Yeah, it. I went to par- par- You went to parochial school. Parochial? You went to parochial school? It's a school where they teach you to make wine. <laughs> yes. And mistakes, I guess. I'm a sommelier. Um, all right. Yeah, a little bit of Hebrew. I can read Hebrew very well, slowly, but I can read it. Don't you have to read it out loud? Isn't that a rule? At Passover. Hmm. Everybody gets mad at me. They're like, just read the English part. Hurry up already. Do you know, do you know it's from right to left, like Arabic? Like a manga? Yes. Sure. sure. Like a manga. Uh, yeah. Like a manga. Like a manga. What is that, porno? No. Yeah. Sorry, what is that? Hen- like, hentai. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. You knew nice. exactly what yeah, it was. Yeah, 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 you're pretending. drinking a beer that looks like hentai right now, bro. Hey, Shira. A friend invited me. <laughs> so, yeah, I can start. <laughs> and I, We're already laughing. What is that? Is that a thing? No, That's just a name. name. Shira. Okay. We, we all know Shira. Alright. Hey Shira, a friend invited me to a big fancy party his company was hosting with lots of drinking and dancing. It was fun and as the evening wrapped up, we found ourselves chatting with some of his more senior colleagues. Somebody asked where I live and when I answered, the person responded, Oh, that place is full of Jews. They always stick together wherever they go. I live in the most notably Jewish area in town, though I don't think the person realized I'm Jewish. For context, my friend is not Jewish and the Jewish population in our city is pretty small. I was so shocked I just laughed off the comment and the night quickly disbanded. Afterwards, my friend texted me to apologize for the comment and said he recognized it was very inappropriate. But the more I think about it, the more upset I become. I wish I had said something, and I feel my friend should have done something in the moment too. I felt trapped because I didn't want to make things uncomfortable for him at work, and it's not like this person waxed poetic about Hitler. Am I being too sensitive? How do I approach my friend? Signed, I like my ghetto. So are there like predominantly like Jewish areas? There are, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Where's the Toronto? Toronto? Oh, is Yorkville? Toronto's Forest, Forest Hill and Thornhill, isn't that right? Yeah, well, it's, how it works is all along Bathurst. Yeah. Like we're if, anywhere on Bathurst. Belongs to you guys. <laughs> sure. Yes. And would you guys say that that place is full of Jews? Yes. Thornhill okay. is full of Jews. <laughs> would you say they always stick together? Yes. Wherever they go? Yes. 
I'm not offended by this. He just kind of said some facts, and she. But that, that's it. I'm surprised he apologized. I feel like a lot of groups stick stick together. I don't know. Yeah. This has, I mean, it just it has a bad undertone to it. I think. Yeah, that like, oh, what do you get? You guys stick together now? We no, turn on each other. No, it's part of the Jewish religion to like take care of the other Jews. I was invited. It's you know, I was invited to Yom Kippur dinner because I had nowhere else to go. Really? Yeah. Were you gonna end up on the streets that evening if you weren't there? Or? I, I was gonna. Yes. <laughs> Um, all right, so what do we say about this? Well, so this person went to a company event and some anti-Semitism happened. It's probably best not to talk about any religious people and any religion at any company event. Yeah, but I'm not offended, but and I don't. As, you'll, as you'll notice, deal. as you'll notice, it's always the Jews. That's like when I always <laughs> say to my dad, I turn to my dad. It's, it's always, always the, the Jews. Jews. <laughs> they always find a way to turn it back to us <laughs> every time. You guys really do stick together. That yeah. was like yeah. poetry right there. It was like Serbian people stick together. Like yeah. Rakia. Yeah. Like former Yugoslavia. All right. What's the answer? Uh, I'm trying to find a funny... I got all these good ones and I want to play them right now. Any more Sopranos? Um, That's too damn bad! If you so, can tell me what that movie's from, I'll give you $5. Play it again? That's too damn bad! I have no idea. <laughs> Anything? No. Holes. It's the oh. scene where is that? Is, I'm tired that's what that's, holes, that's Daddy. Our guy. Is that that's uh, what's his that's name? It's um um Tim Tim uh, Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson. We, we saw we saw his play in uh oh, really? in New York. He was sitting in the back making notes. Really, it was taking, not good. Oh, it a was lot a bit of a mess. Yeah, Very boring. A lot of notes. Um. All right. Let me read this answer here. Uh, right. Boom. Um. So what do we say? Just, just chill. Just chill. JC. Dear Ghetto, oh hell no, the phrase they always stick together has no innocuous interpretation, and so you are not being too sensitive. This guy assumed everyone present saw Jews as suspiciously other, and clearly evoked stereotypes that Jews look out for their own interests without concern for the broader community. These comments cut surprisingly deep because they suddenly suggest that everyone, non-Jewish friends included, see us as outsiders. Even if rationally we know that's not true, it's unsettling and it's hard to predict how bad these comments can make us feel. Eh. Yeah, but it's it's it all goes back to the Jews. <laughs> no, but but it's it's also like what tr what Trump's been going on about like disloyalty. Mm -hmm. It's like this this notion of everybody sticking together and they right. all have this one mm -hmm. like interest. Like we're one like homogeneous group. That it's I don't know. It's just it's no, all born. It's all born in a bad place. That's, so that, that's, that's why. the important thing is that it doesn't come from a place of good. It doesn't mm -hmm. come from a place of like oh, right, I love right, the right. Jews. It, it's not like oh yeah, they all stick together. It's like oh yeah, they all stick yeah. together <laughs> with their banks. Um, do you guys know any cool Jewish facts or anything? Uh, Jews invented peanut butter. That sounds like a lie. Washington Carver. I, I made it up. Washington something. Any good Jewish facts? Yeah. Harvey Weinstein was Jewish. <laughs> all right, moving right along, man. Uh, all right, here's another one. Shiva. This one's a short one. Last week, I tried to sell my chametz. Chametz. <laughs> you got the popcorn. So essentially, I'll, I'll, I'll say up for this one. She's trying to get rid of her chametz because Passover's coming up. She has to clean the house of all chametz. So she's trying to sell it to somebody. I, I think you're supposed to give it away. It just means it's it's anything with bread in it that's not kosher for Passover. It's supposed to oh, like okay. cleanse, cleanse her whole house yeah. of things. Because if bread. it's in the house, I got it. House is, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. No matter what. But the real like proper suburban Jews just put it in a box and put it in the basement. <laughs> All the bread. Any no like crackers. <laughs> yeah. Like right. any of that stuff. <laughs> Chips goes in the basement, and then when it's done, you take it back out. And Have you, you ever cheated on Passover ever? 
I don't keep Passover anymore. No, no, I used I, to. No, I. Wow. If my grandparents are listening. I wish that we had some sort of holiday in my religion or culture where it's like for seven days straight, you can only eat fucking marshmallow peeps. You know, that's all you can eat. You, th- you think you want that. But <laughs> I think it'd be, I'd like a food challenge, you know, it kind of like tests your body because you can get stagnant. A, a food challenge. We can give you a food challenge right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's like, I, I want like, you know, the, the, if you pass Passover, you go to heaven, right? Why would I win doing your fucking food challenge? Jack shit. Your if duration? You pass, pass over, you go to heaven. It's like That's a test. not how it works. Yeah. Welcome to the 187,000th <laughs> Passover. AKA Ooh, the yes. fucking Hunger, Hunger Games. Games. Yes. <laughs> That's your Donald Sutherland. <laughs> Donald Sutherland. All right. Um, okay, let, let me get into this one. All right. So last week I tried to sell my chametz to a non-Jewish co-worker in my office. We're friends and close in age, and I quickly explained that if she signs this document, she would own all the snacks I keep around the office, as well as some of the other items in my apartment, including two bottles of scotch. To my surprise, she declined, explaining she doesn't want to eat that many carbs. I found out later that she thought she would be obligated to consume all the snacks during the week of Passover. I want to explain to her the whole tradition is fake and oh, doesn't yes. really mean anything. Okay, so what she's talking about is that she would do it, like on paper, she would sell her the stuff, but then she would get it back afterwards. She would buy it back. This is like a Jewish loophole, <laughs> we apparently. Buy it back? Yeah, it's a Jewish loophole. It's like you can get rid of it if you sell oh. it to someone else, and then you can get it back because you can buy it back from them. Why not just give it to them in good faith? I, stereotypical reasons. I can't <laughs> yeah, right. comment on it. Say it! Because <laughs> I paid for those chips and I'm going to eat them. <laughs> Pig fuck! <laughs> was, that, was that Matt doing it? It almost sounded like Matt. <laughs> I mean, I guess that he was a huge it. drop. So I, I came to Gorian's yesterday for a brief visit after therapy. And I walked in and he was watching The Master and he paused it. And I said, and it was this, this scene, scene. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. We are watching this scene. And it's a scene where the guy challenges uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and then he says, uh, uh, "Why would you ask me questions you know the answer to?" Pig fuck. That's what he says. <laughs> also, the guy that he's talking to in that fucking scene, he's the boss from Silicon Valley. That yes. guy that passed away. And yes. I was looking at him. I'm like, oh, wow. that guy looked like super what old. What was his in name Silicon in Silicon Valley? Valley? I can't he was really remember. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. had the whole bit about cicadas and like the fucking Burger King stuff. Amazing. R.I.P. to that man, man. Did you um, finish that movie? No, I gotta do. I got one more hour. Of all time. Um, let me just finish this one up. I want to explain to her that the whole tr- transaction is fake and doesn't really mean anything, but that both undermines the legal fiction and makes Judaism sound even weirder. Any thoughts? Signed, not a Cookie Monster. I think this, if anything, this episode is going to make people dislike Jews. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's like, not helping. Once a year, they'll try and sell you everything they own, <laughs> and then they're going to buy it back. Um, hi, Gorian. I had a pack of barbecue Lay's when I sold you yeah, 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 this Clemets. Yeah, 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 last week, man. Yeah, it was I ate half the bag, man. It's sweet. Oh, you want it back now? <laughs> it sounds um, like it's like a buyback for guns. I, I've never heard of anyone who does this. No, but it, I've it never happens, heard of that. Either. I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's like a very like one off. Like thing. I said, the you know the the bougie juice just put it in a box in the basement uh, for the mice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or rats. This is like a conser- this is like a like a con- like a deeply conservative or like early like modern Orthodox kind of Jewish thing. Mm. 
All right, let me just get this answer. Dear Monster, it sounds like your coworker didn't even understand what you were trying to accomplish in the first place, which is frustrating, but I think you have to let this one go. She may have been puzzled by the request, but is not actually that intrigued or interested in the ritual. Otherwise, she would, she would have followed up with more questions or asked more thorough explanation. If you bring it up again, it will seem like you're continuing to try and engage in her conversation about your religious practices and the complexities of Jewish legal fictions, which would indeed be weird, or even that you've, that you've peeved she wouldn't buy your snacks. Uh, Judaism is weird, but not that weird, uh, but it's not worth fanning the flames of the communication disaster any further. She doesn't care, move on. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think more religions need to have like interactions with like uh, like non-members as well. You know, yeah. Like everyone in my religion has to go shake hands with like the tallest person they see that day. Well, you know about the Shabbos goy, <laughs> yeah. Right? Of course I do. The but goy. for our listeners that don't know, <laughs> the Shabbos goy is when you have the, you have a, a non-Jewish friend who on the Sabbath will come and turn the lights on and off for you and do the stuff that you're not allowed to do. <laughs> really, Shabbos goy. Oh, so you didn't really know? <laughs> no, yeah, I've Shabbos, never heard of that. In my it's, life. it's an old story. The Shabbos goy. Oh my God, it's infamous. So we were in Washington. We were in in Crown Heights, Brooklyn yeah. on like a Jewish youth trip. Retreat. And somebody came into the rabbi's room. Wait, were you there? I was there too. Oh, of course. Somebody oh, came yeah. into the rabbi's room at night on Shabbat and they had something happened. Like they had to let him know. Like, I don't know if it was like a very minor non-emergency kind of yeah. thing. And they turned on his light. <laughs> no. And the rabbi's like, they deal with it. The rabbi's like, don't turn. They're like, oh, turn the light by. The rabbi's like, no, you can't do it. Like, I'm just going to like sleep. Yeah, he's having a heart attack. So the dude. rabbi's like, I'm just going to sleep, go back to bed with all the lights on. Because he can't turn them he off. He can't turn them off. And I was like, nope. Rabbi, we got to get a Shabbos guy. <laughs> wait, wait. Wasn't there an episode of... Probably Curb or something. When someone had to drive a car or something. S- sounds familiar. But there was also the episode where like there was like a funeral and they needed like a Jewish person to do something. So they put... Oh, that's, that was... That's, they were, uh, do, they uh, were minion. They were doing, doing Shiva, sitting Shiva. They needed a minion. It's a certain amount of Jewish men so you can do the ritual. How many? And they got Watts Buckner from... They got the baseball yeah, baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He drops the rest, baseball. Rest in peace. He died this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Bob died, yeah. Sad, man. Yeah. How many people do you need? That's a really good question. I wish I knew. I think it's ten, eight. It's either eight, ten, or twelve, or something. It's an even number. Well, hey Google, <laughs> how many men are in a minion? Ten men. Oh, oh Google, the Jewish knowledge. <laughs> oh wait. Initially instituted by Shimon yeah, she's got a t- in Jerusalem to yeah. for a ten and ten minion made up of ten hey, men Google. and women. Spin a dreidel. You got hay. You won half the pot. Oh man, we got hay. What? <laughs> that's that's so good. Are you telling me that on Hanukkah this year I can put my plug in my Google Home and set up five Jews around the Google Home and they can play dreidel? You can get half the pot. Hey Google, spin that dreidel, baby. <laughs> they got the you sound. You got Gimbal. You win all the coins. Uh huh. Classic Matt winning money, all money, the money, coins. Money. That's fantastic. They got the sound. Wow. Man. I really like that. All right, let's let's do one. I got one more. Wait, let me do mine, and then you can. Is, is this is it's, this like a blog? Is this like a blog, or is this just like an actual? Is it a forum? What? what this is, is like this? a legitimate. It's like slate for Jewish people. It looks like wow. it looked very fancy. I got one more quick Jewish one, just to round it off, so we can get out of here for now. I'm get sorry, out of the Jews. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> While we're in the zone, all right. Hey Shira, a friend of mine is very interested in dating Jewish men, and she's always. And she always asks me to be set up with my friends. I'm generally not so keen on intermarriage. How do you proceed? Signed, reluctant matchmaker. Why would you say that like this girl's into like Jewish guys? What's so good about you guys? Um, it's a tie. I mean, 
don't know if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> Josh knew, <laughs> Josh Josh knew, Lately, Josh knew exactly what I, I was going to say. going on this tangent. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm just going to cut myself off before I get... What? I get Why? Wait, what's it about? A lot of, like, Asian women mm-hmm. are with Jewish men. Like, that's a thing. Really? It's a really big thing for, like, Jewish man... I'm like uncovering a secret here. I don't really want to say anything. <laughs> you can't say this. It's a really big thing for like Jewish man who's 33 and hasn't met Jewish girl yet to start dating an Asian woman. Really? Isn't that don't, wouldn't you agree? If Matt says it's a thing, then <laughs> it's a thing. And it's also very much a thing for men to marry Jewish woman, have kids with Jewish woman, get divorced from Jewish woman, and then end up with Asian woman. Really? That is a thing. That J- is a Jewish secret. Josh, don't say on mic, but just nod if it's correct. Blinking a couple times. I'm doing a Morse code. I'm blinking. He blinked the Morse code for I'm nodding my head. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me read this answer. Dear. Well, wait, 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 wait. I'm not done yet. I'm not done. Okay. Do you know any? Um, are you of any friend, close friends that are that are Jews that are like seriously dating a non-Jewish woman? Yeah, we know people. We have friends. Think about it for one second. Well, I have a good friend. My good friend, JW, he's he's dating a very, very shiksa-y mm-hmm. JW Marriott? Yeah, JW Marriott. Those okay. are initials. Anyway, she's lovely. I, we had we had brunch the other day. And they're already talking about like her oh, converting. Really? Yeah, she's in. Wait, so she's going to convert for him? She's going to yeah. convert to Judaism for him, yeah. And they've been dating for, for And let me tell you, time. there's nothing more fun than a woman converting oh, yeah. to Judaism. You gotta go you, you get to go swim, you get to go talk with the rabbi. So real talk, swim? what is it? Yeah, yeah you go, they gotta dunk it. Is it a Baptist? It's not a Baptist, it's the um what's it called? The pissing, christening. No, it's it's a thing for the, the, that the religious Jewish women do. I'm, I'm I'm revealing so much about Judaism. It's a thing That's a lot of fish. <laughs> It's, um, I feel like an idiot for not remembering what it is. It's like this pool that's connected to a naturally flowing water source. And like after religious Jewish women have their periods, they go swim in this pool to be cleansed. Um, it's I, a- I, I, on, on record, I've never heard about this, but I, like I said, did not go to parochial school. Well, if you ever watch the TV show Transparent, yeah. that is a scene when Rabbi oh, really? Rebecca, played by um, Catherine Hahn, goes to be cleansed. The mom from fucking Home Alone? Catherine no. Hahn, not that's Catherine um, O'Hara. Oh. Catherine Hahn is playing Mrs. Fletcher in the Mrs. Fletcher series. Oh, that's yeah. very nice. Yeah. Um, um, do you have so how much work do you have to do to convert? It's a lot of work. You have like, to be, do you guys know people who have converted? I guess like people who, like married that I have I had don't to know convert. Much about the process, I don't. To be I don't know. I know honest, people, but I not like well it, enough. It's a really big deal, and you have to be like really serious about it. And a lot of and a rabbi can say no and can turn you down right away if you ask. They can say no. Is it like a driver's test where it's like you can get a guy who's just like. Yeah, you're Jewish now. That's a very good question, and I and if there isn't, that should be a business. Quick convert. Quick convert. Wait, wait, it's wait, an wait. app. Were we going somewhere with something? Yeah, we're talking about the woman. Oh, who, yeah, right, the so boys, dating, Jewish um, boys. Have you guys been on J Swipe? Yeah, and you sometimes see someone and, and they're not Jewish and it says willi- <gasps> willing to convert. Yep, it's a real setting. Oh wow. Yeah. And when I see those women, I want to match them and ask like. What is it? Like, just tell me. Like, I want to know. What is it about them Jews? Is it that like you know? Oh, I can't. I... No, no. He keeps like starting a sentence of like Matt. Step it's away so from the good. edge. I, I need to get in trouble with the council if I reveal too many secrets. So I need to step back. You'll never be able to date an Asian woman again. No. All right. Let me read this answer. Then yes. we can get yeah, we can get out of this territory for a little bit. Um, dear matchmaker, this this answer is kind of wild too, right? It's like, well, so would you? You're okay with like people intermarrying? People, yeah, people can yeah. do what they like. You know what? It's going to start happening a lot more when the 
Holocaust generation of grandparents are mm -hmm. completely gone. It's true. I think that a lot of Jews will not, a lot of Jewish men do not want to date non-Jewish women because they know that if they have living grandparents who were around in the 40s and the 30s, they're not going to be too happy about it. I think Judaism yeah, is going to, like, there's going to be a major change in Judaism 20 years from now when that generation of Jews have died. Like rabbis with tattoos? Yes. Cool yes. Rabbis. I'm not now even kidding. I'm going to hell, but I'm okay with it. I'm not even kidding. That's what's going to happen. Hip rabbis. I already have a hip rabbi. There's going to be more. DJ Donaldson or yes. something? Um, dear matchmaker, I don't Donaldson. think. I don't know. I tried no, to. That's... Get, name me like five Jewish names. DJ Birnbaum, baby. Burn bomb. Burn bomb. DJ I, Goldstein. Goldstein. I met a guy on set. I worked with him a couple times, and he told me he had a side gig, and he made mad fucking money. He would DJ bar mitzvahs. It's a big, Huge. it's a big thing. Yeah, <laughs> it is a really big thing. Like the DJ business at bar mitzvahs, man. Don't get me started. He showed me pictures, and it was like twelve year olds going ape shit. Yeah, and it's just him like doing like you, DJ you put shit on in the Old air. Town Road, and you get them all just take. They all take out their jewels and make a line. <laughs> A bunch of kids in the back <laughs> jeweling. Yeah. Oh, that is so fucking funny. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, Let's hear the answer. Oh, I'm sorry. But the bar, the bar mitzvahs thing. You guys both had bar mitzvahs. Oh yeah. You want to know a funny story about bar mitzvahs? Yeah. I just told someone this story recently. I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you would know this about me, Matt. But wow. When, so I was on Josh's bar mitzvah. You, you weren't at my, he, We didn't really become good friends until we were about fourteen. He, he was at my brother's. In all fairness. Yeah. Anyways. So when you go to a bar mitzvah and you're like a 12, 13 year old kid, like you go to the, the food, the food that they have for, for the kids, like who are friends of the, of the bar mitzvah, bar mitzvah girl, yeah. it's always like chicken nuggets yeah. or like pasta and like, it's like, ew, you know, I used to go up, I would try to find like a waiter, look for someone in a white shirt and mm -hmm. I'd be like, hey, I see over there that the adults are eating some beef wellington. Do you, do you guys know if you have like an extra <laughs> oh plate of beef wellington? Did this work? So I would say I tried it probably 10 times and two or three times it did work. And I'd walk back to my table like of, of kids in all of our blue dress mm -hmm. shirts with a big like beef Wellington asparagus, nice little thing. I love and that. I'd be like, kind of, yeah, I cheated the system. I did it. <laughs> what was that TV show? <laughs> I that, love that. What was that yeah. animated TV show with Jonah Hill who's playing like a, like a, he's always wore a suit, but he was in grade four or something. It was on for like one season. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Animated? Uh, yeah. With Jonah Hill? Yeah, he was just like a very, like, he was just like a, like a businessman as a little boy. That's what I felt like you were like. You're like, uh-uh, these chicken nuggets will not do. Yeah. I know Let what a beef Wellington is. Let me just step in and Jonah Hill is not a friend of the Jews. Whoa. <laughs> hey, Sorry, man. What there. makes you say that? Personal reasons. Yeah, this is a Beanie Feldstein podcast, Matt. <laughs> He's just such a piece of shit. Anyway, go ahead. Alright, um, let me read this answer and then we can get out of here. Just kidding, Get's nothing one. against Jonah, except for some personal reasons. Dear Matchmaker, wow. I don't think you, I don't think you've even, nah, I don't think you even need to bring up your own stance on intermarriage. Your friend's somewhat uncomfortable enthusiasm for Jewish guys has already given you an easy out. By stating her own preference for Jews so clearly, she has obviously decided to make dating decisions based on Jewish status. She shouldn't be surprised if others do the same. Next time she bemoans her loneliness and asks you to set her up with your friend Gedalia, you can say, the truth is, most of my closest Jewish friends tend to date other Jews. What attracts you to Jewish guys? Let's see if we can think of the right person. Hopefully this guides her away from her laser focus on Jews and towards more transferable traits. She doesn't want her to date the Jews! Wow. That's insane! Wow. She's like, you know what? Don't let her. Let them date each other. I'm offended. 
right, do you have one for me? Yes, I do. Let's do it. This is one recommended to me personally by Eugene. Okay. Like, like, did he mention? Have you mentioned on the pod that that you? Yes, yes, yes. So I, so I spoke to. Sorry. I know. I've listened to all So when Eugene asked the podcast, she was like, "Oh, let me get." When I told her about the podcast, she said, "Well, let me guess some of the." the people you the people read use the yeah. most and these and there are two of them that we didn't use she got most of them that we used but anyway this is new york times i'm surprised you never use it and i guess because when you I do, when use you it just, once or twice but when you just google like advice columns this one doesn't really come up that's yeah. why i i kind of i think every now and then you've learned the ones where it's like you scroll through half the website and it's like you want to keep reading and i'm like you fuck you i'm not paying a goddamn dime for your online newspaper okay the news should be free, all right? <laughs> For the people. For the people! I didn't even know that New York Times had advice columns. They all do. They they're all, all do. They're all yeah. in the back. Okay, this is Philip Galanis. I'm, I don't I might be pronouncing it wrong, but that's what it is. Eugene said he's one of the best. Okay. <clears throat> My girlfriend and I have decided we'd like to get engaged. Before we do, I want to ask her parents' permission. Not because she belongs to them. I just think it's polite and would start our relationship on the right note. I would also like to do this in person, but my girlfriend wants to get engaged this summer, which would prevent my asking them in person because they live across an ocean. I've asked her to wait a bit to let me do do what I think is the right thing, but she is resistant. She said waiting will make her sad. What should I do? Sad. Waiting make me sad. Signed, DR. So she wants to get... He. He wants to marry her. And she wants to do it soon, but he has to travel the globe to ask. He thinks, yes, he insists that he must ask her parents' was, permission. Was this written before Skype was invented? This was, no, this is no. <laughs> this is this is actually sent in on WeChat. <laughs> um, I don't know. What do you think about the parents' permission thing? Depends it's on such the, a big thing on The Bachelor. That's why it's that's really yeah. Yeah, Chris Harrison makes it a big thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the guy who Hannah Brown shows this guy who was I can't remember his name. He was pure scum. <laughs> He asked her parents' permission to marry him, and the father was like, no. What did they do then? She's She still got engaged to him and then found out that he had a girlfriend, and then <laughs> they broke up the engagement. She should have known better. That dad which, must... Which, oh. which, uh, which guy was that? Which season was that? It was the most recent one. The oh. one that ended like what, a month ago. What was ago. the guy's name again? Matt watched Luke. 20 hours Luke. of it. Maybe oh, Luke. Luke. Okay. Yeah, Luke. It was Luke. Um... What do you think that the girl wouldn't marry him? Like the girl must obviously want to marry him without the permission, she right? She doesn't seem to care, no. right? So it's like I think he doesn't want to fucking marry her. I think it's a weird backwards man thought this permission <laughs> thing. I don't think there are. I don't think I don't know how many women are walking around being like, "You need to ask my dad's permission." Do you think a dude needs to ask another dude permission if he's gonna have sex with someone he's dated? It depends. It depends on the relationship. <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough question. I'd say. Usually not. Give like me people, a yes or no. Give me a yes or no. <laughs> what does dated mean? Yeah, that's that's a loose. Let's term. say one year, one and a half years. Does it matter? It depends on how close the guys are too. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of circumstances that we don't know about. Ooh. Because we everyone kind of has like probably a vibe for how well you guys are friends. You know, you said since you were 14. Yeah. What and what if it's like someone dated Josh and fucking crushed his heart? It wouldn't even be like an asking permission thing. It would sort of be like we would talk about it before yeah. before there was even like a, any idea of it. Yeah, Matt, remember remember that one girl he kissed in the in the laundry room? You didn't date her. You just said you had a crush on her once. <laughs> no, and, on uh, she wasn't interested, so <laughs> it was, she was, eight, fa it was, it was fair game. Wait, it was seven years ago, Matt. It was literally seven years ago, and now he's bringing it, bringing up. it up on the podcast because he's saying that he's saying like, yeah, I would always ask. But he, didn't he date her. So, this, so this guy kissed a girl he that you were into. 
who I was for, kind of formally into. not into. He was like he just like wanted to make out with her. But, yeah. but so anyways, you apparently. But, but then I, when I asked Matt about it, I was like, Matt, did anything happen? He's like, no. I can't and cooperate. Then, and then this years, story. and then not even years later, but Wait, maybe lied? a year later, he lied. lied. He lied. And then I, I figured it out, and he, he admitted later that he lied. But I may have lied yeah. about the one time. Pig fuck. <laughs> Pig. And I, I, I'll never I lied stop about the one him. time. I, first of all, we didn't really. First of all, we didn't do anything except make out for like one in, second in the laundry room. And second of all, I told you before the second time. Pig fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's what pretty heated, guys. No, I told you before. The, I told you like the next. I told no, you. No, you didn't. But it's you not lied. like I kept it a secret for so many years. It was. It was probably a year. I was kind of dating this girl for like a couple months. How was it a secret? I don't know what to say, Matt. You're scum. I don't know. If, I'll never forgive you for that. Thanks, scum fuck. <laughs> All right. Uh, how on the, about on the podcast? So what? No fucking ZD? Yeah, no fucking ZD now. <laughs> uh, read the answer. Do you want to hear another one of the new ones I have? Yeah. Okay. Um. What a bitch. <laughs> what is that? Mobility Mary. Oh, yes. We watched this like 20 minute compilation of this like it. woman in Los Angeles on a mobility scooter just like driving around. She's constantly. got like a dash cam. <laughs> oh, cool. And, and she goes out of her way to like get into altercations with people. Like if someone pulls like an inch too much mm. into, the, into the crosswalk, she goes fucking berserk <laughs> on them and like fall. One guy like cut her. One one day she's driving down the middle of the street and this guy cut her off and pulled into like a, ta a Taco Bell and she drove. Oh. The key to this is that she's really afraid of black people. That's the key to these videos. Have you showed Goriana Badlands uh, Badlands Chugs? We gotta like, let it show them later. Bad. Anyway, so she <laughs> follows this guy into the Taco Bell drive-thru and pulls up next to the car going, excuse me, excuse me. This guy gets out of the car and as soon as she sees that he's black, she puts on the reverse and shoots back. Oh, like 15 feet. It oh, was Lord. Mobility Mary, look her up. Um, all right, let's read that answer. Yes, sorry. It's hard to be entirely rational about traditions that are rooted in inequality. See? Wow. I appreciate your reassurance that your girlfriend does not belong to her parents. I also suspect that you're right. Many parents would find you respectful for asking permission to marry their adult daughters. But let's not kid ourselves. This tradition, this tradition harks back to a time when women were property that belonged to their fathers. I didn't hear any mention of your girlfriend asking your parents for permission to marry you. <gasps> nice. Or Whoa. how she feels Got about him. you asking permission generally. So, how seriously, really, are you prepared to take this questionable formality? Given your geographical limitations and your girlfriend's impatience, go for a grand compromise. Set up a phone or video date with your respective in-laws by email. This will create some anticipation before the big reveal of your telephonic request. It may not be in person, but still has many of the trappings you desire. Wait, e and this is the picture. Eugene e was right. This is good advice. Was this an Eugene? No, this no, is an Eugene e recommendation. Uh, she knows. That, that she is knows. good. And we would that have never found one. that just like Googling about. I've got another one of his. They're that was, all that was, nice and short. That was good I'll advice. I'll have what she's having. That's what yeah, I yeah, have. Yeah, there we go. Um, all right, I'll have what Jean's having. Let me pull up amusing. We haven't done one yet. Yeah, amusing. Um, an amusing musing. Nice. Bum, 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 bum. All right, let's see. You, uh, just taking off your shoe in public to get a rock out. 
I, totally I, okay. I feel, I've I, done it. No, no, but I, I always feel like someone's just going to push me over when I'm like <laughs> hopping on one foot. I'm I, terrified. I, I was in public recently and I realized my sock was inside out. So I, I took my sock. shoe off. I took my sock off. I put it back right side in and put it back on. Put the shoe on. I don't know how I feel no, about no that. No problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was on the subway and it was in New York. And the woman sitting across from me, she looked like, like a businesswoman. She was yeah. in her like late, maybe in her like late 40s early 50s and she was like in a like in a, in a, in a pantsuit whatever sitting there on the subway and she's clipping her fingernails on the subway Bad. come and on she was like dude. a really classy Bad. looking smart looking woman and i wanted to go over to her I, I i so badly wanted to be like can you not was she collecting the clippings no she of was, course she's letting them shooting fly off like a fucking to someone's stray eye? bullet yeah you can collect them, you can try to collect them but like you but they, 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 they have their mind of their own it's true the, the trick is to just I like so snip it out. to have like a little bit left so you can like yeah you know you yeah, have yeah, a little yeah, safety yeah nice i almost want to say like don't you know better you should have taken a fucking pic you gotta publicly shame what, these people which train man. is this like, like, you're you you in five meetings today what train was this the F. Oh, is that's that a, a classic train. That's a classic <laughs> I'm a train. Like I'm a New York guy. Yeah, that's yeah, a classic train. Right? train. Yeah, on. Uh, classic the F train. train. Yeah, it train. never happens on the Bay train. Probably does happen. Oh, on the, the B A. Train. No, classic mm. train A. No, um, uh, never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into the politics. <laughs> um, let me just do one more quick one. Um, I saw we were. I was going back from brunch today. And we, I saw this couple <laughs> um, coming back from brunch, and I see this couple in front of us just like losing their mind, like full on screaming in public back and forth to each other. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, you know, you hate having to like walk past this happening, and you hear behind you, and it's just everyone's dead silent because like they're just listening to it. Well, while that's happening, fucking Spider Man longboards by, <laughs> and he goes, "What does he say?" I wrote it down here. You can both love each other! <laughs> While these people are in the middle of a fucking flaming and he was just Spider-Man Spidey on a longboard. With the wisdom. Woo, I love that just like Spider-Man comes by. <laughs> like that's the society we live in. Like there's just a spider. Toronto has like five or six Spider-Man that just walk around all the time in Spider-Man costumes. Everybody mm. gets one. <laughs> Very nice. Um, Alright, let me pull up another. I got I got some other stuff today. It's just like Julie Tamar's Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Is that a, like a U2 reference? That was a reference for some special people. But is, is that the show? That was the show, the U2 show with the goblins and they're on the wires and all yes. the wires got tangled and they fell like a yes. hundred feet or something. I don't know. All right, Hoffman, I have a question just for you. Okay. Dear Prudence. Dear Prudence. It's Mia, Mia Farrow's sister. Is it really? No! Yeah, Prudence is Mia Farrow's sister. Oh, I the told song, you that. not this Prudence. No. Well, her name is Prudence. Sorry. Dear Prudence. My partner subscribes to a subreddit already bad <laughs> called Public Freakouts. It's a bunch of videos where people are yelling and swearing at each other and sometimes fighting. He finds it entertaining. As a sensitive person, I find it deeply disturbing to hear the videos. I feel as anxious and distressed as if it were happening to me. What's more upsetting is that I've told multiple times not to watch those videos around me and why it bothers me, but he still does it occasionally. I would never continue to do something that my partner told me hurts his well-being. What should I do? Signed, empathetic and disturbed. Now, how'd you know this was one for me? (laughs) I have a proclivity towards 
YouTube videos of people fighting on public transit. Do it's you, just a thing I have. Do you remember that night we watched an hour and a half of just bus fights? Yes, here's what I mean. I just have a weird thing. It's like, if I see a fight in the street, it means nothing to me. But if it's on a bus or a subway, it's just like, there's something so insane about it because yeah. you have all these people who become involved just from proximity to the event. And just to watch how people react, I love it. It's like you're watching something getting cast in real time where it's like, and joining the film, Blue Jacket Guy, you know? <laughs> It's like, I love Blue Jacket guy. He tried to inter- guy. He tries to intervene, you know, but then. Do you remember the one, the bus guy? The, the, oh, the, 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 I the know army exactly. vet? Yeah. That's one of the greatest. Takes him, it's, it's, like a fee, it's like a film. The guy rips him off the bus and takes him outside, and the guy's trying to film through the window. So you're only catching like no, little a woman glimpses filming, of it. And then once she yells, get him, get him, Pinky. <laughs> She yelled that to the white guy. The bus driver was the hero too, man. He knocked that guy out. I think nice. we're talking about two different videos. <laughs> Are we okay? Well, regardless, and we always send like world star videos to each yeah, other and whatnot. Star. I think it's just like it's always entertaining because like it reminds you, oh yeah, like this can happen. Like I don't, I told you to follow Six Buzz TV today. Do you what know is about that? No, what is it? It's like a Toronto like shit posting like viral video Instagram. And do you know mm. Sign Boy? I, I, I don't know. Uh, I know I don't know. Sign do you know Boy. Sign Boy? Matt. No. Do you know Chair Girl? Yeah, of yes. course. I follow so, Chair Girl. So uh, three days ago, a guy threw like a metal big ass highway sign off the fucking highway in uh, Oakville. Yeah. Why? Just like a six second like Snapchat video of it like went viral and they found the guy and he's like charged $5,000 and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. But. And all that jazz. Stuff goes viral, man. All right, let me read this answer. You could. Uh, well, so what do we say? Don't show her the videos. Watch those videos in private and be ashamed. But like you like we those videos? Yeah, we just um. We just don't talk to anyone about it. I can't believe he's making her listen to them. That's, That's the what's the crazy about the story. Like he can enjoy his subreddit it's, himself. It's, but... it's almost as bad as like when people try and like, hey, you gotta watch this Monty Python sketch, and you're like, wait a second, uh, what'd you call it? Oh, wait, what'd you call it? Monty. You don't know Monty. You said Monty Python. Monty Python. Monty. <laughs> Like Montgomery, Gummery, Montgomery, Monty Python, Montgomery, yeah, Monty, baby, Monty Python, holy Vegas mare, fuck off, it's Monty Python. You could spend more time explaining to your partner that his idle hobby hurts you, increases your anxiety, and makes you feel panicked, or you could decide that you don't want to be in a relationship with someone who's entertained by watching other people in moments of panic and crisis, and who's completely indifferent to the effect it has on his partner, and break up with him. Uh, and it's making me question your judgment in our relationship. Is being able to watch people screaming at each other on demand really that important to you? Yes. But if that doesn't move him to change, then you have all the information you need in order to end things. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, if this guy's going to make it a wedge issue to, to play her these distinct Bro, like, our first videos, wedding song is going to be... A shouting b- match. Blue jacket guy <laughs> fighting the bagel guy, okay? <laughs> bagel boss guy is going to fight Lenny Dykstra. Did you listen to Bagel Boss on, like, other people's, like... He I was listen, on Howard Stern. I, lis- I listened to, like, another podcast the he same day. He was on day. Stern. It was very weird. That guy keeps a miniature baseball bat in his trunk to, like, hit trees when he gets pissed off. Like, I, hit, do, you know, do you know I have a baseball bat in my, in my trunk? <laughs> Actually, I opened it For up and my, and my brother I always I, I was with For my brother and I'm like I'm like zombie apocalypse you guys are beating zombies with a baseball it's not even bat? that it's just like I was clearing out my dad's old apartment and I thought why not have a baseball bat in my trunk it's better to have it and not need it yeah than like, need it not if have I don't it. use it I don't use it but like you never know my dad used to keep a baseball bat under his bed that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. yeah like would Maybe you take a crack does. at someone though 
My, I think my dad would. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he would say. I think my dad would. You know what freaks me out? How many people have wish doorbell stuff now? Like, I feel like anytime any crime happens, you can have like a good ten houses on a street filming their driveway and seeing someone pass by. We have one of those in your house in Thornhill. I was gonna say, yeah, I swear you. Have what one is it? Of those. A wish doorbell? I don't know what the make of it. The Amazon ring thing? or something? Is it? It's the Amazon, isn't it? No, no, it's not. But it, yes, and you have to like subscribe it's ring, it's and ring or something. Ring, yeah. yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's I, I would be fucking fascinated. My mom's phone gets a notification anytime anytime someone walks by <laughs> hello who is that oh it was a a dust miner like i was Wendia. my mom was mine. my mom was in london in in like maybe she london she was somewhere and i was standing outside um standing outside the house with my dad and we were just talking and then all of a sudden my mom starts talking out of the doorbell and she's like <laughs> in another country hey boys i'm like excuse me you can't do this citizens like do not resist it's not an open phone call you just like <laughs> i have to accept you can't just start hey how's it how's your day going like, mom you can't do that <laughs> go back to go back very, to london it's very howl of her yeah you, you should practice like talking to that because like her fucking conscious will get uploaded to the ring system at some point and she'll just be living in the house everywhere well, sometimes if i walk up to it i wave at it and then stand there for like 10 seconds see if my mom will start talking <laughs> yeah well my dad has he installed a camera in the, in the driveway really so whenever i come home he's like watching I like it. I had a coworker who uh, would watch. Like, he has like webcam set up in his house and would watch when his kid comes home to like make sure he got in. And he would like talk to him. And I guess his voice would just come out of a speaker in the house because he'd be like, "How was your day at school? Terrible. Yes. <laughs> I, miss, I miss my dad. <laughs> um, you have another one? Hit me with it, baby. I do. It's the same guy. He's good. he's good too. Yeah. Like EG knows her advice. She knows. What was she like in person? Well, fantastic. Like, really? was she what you expected her to be in person? You yeah, really she was. On the tour? No, this other guy joined in along the way. Ah. So we had people who just like overheard it and then like just joined. And and last question: Is her name E? Yes, yeah, Elizabeth. It's just E E, e- Genie. Is, is it like E E dot Genie? E dot Genie. Yeah, right. but people call her Jean or Genie. What okay. does E stand for, though? I don't know. Exclusive for everyone. <laughs> Okay. What's the sticker on the back of your phone? It's, it's, it's from really the Eugene tour. It's a. It's got a picture. It's a red sticker. It's got a picture of Harvey Weinstein on it with a big like Ghostbusters. What do you call that? What do you call no! this? What do you call this logo? This thing. It's the like, little, like, like no like smokes. A, like no smoke. Yeah, like a no smoke like thing of Harvey. The, the 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 line through it, and it says "Most hideous men in New York City walking tour." And Eugene gave it to me. That's amazing. Yes. I can't believe you forgot the fucking book with the signature. He got a page sign. I got for Eugene me. to sign one of the back leaves. Oh, okay. You have it? Yes. Okay. My friend is, it's the same, Philip Galanis. I hope it's Galanis. I don't know. G A L A N E S. Anyways, my friend does missionary work in, de- in a developing country. My friend is missionary too. She's in her hey. 60s. She's in her 60s. She took up with a local man. Wait, so what does missionary work mean? Isn't that when you go to a country, try to, try to like. It's like them convert a, the good word of the yeah, Lord. Yeah, you're spreading the good word and also like giving them food and being it's, like, Jesus gave it's, us it's to like you. Silence. <laughs> it's like silence. It's like silence. Yeah, it's Martin Scorsese's silence. Yeah. <laughs> She's in her 60s. She took up with a local man and now her Facebook page is filled with heart-shaped photos of them and proclamations of how he's changed her life. Let me just say, if you use a, have you guys ever used the filters on Facebook? If you filter a Facebook photo, this one gets good. Oh no! She mentioned an age difference, but wouldn't say how old he is. He looks to be in know, his how, mid. How, how much do you think it is, Josh? How, what do you think the age difference is going to be? <sighs> of, of a missionary, <laughs> I'm saying like it's a nice, it's a nice, cool high. I'll give it 18. Okay, she's in her 60s. 
Okay, the missionary in her 60s? Yeah, he's a nice 78 year old, right? I'm going to say super young. Super young, going the other way. I was going to say 40 years. I think this guy's like 21. Okay. I got to find it. <laughs> Where to go? He looks to be, I had to find my place. He looks to be in his <laughs> mid 20s. Oh, The director of her program told her the relationship was inappropriate and posed risks to her. I agree. At best, she makes it out with a bruised heart. At worst, she marries a man and finds herself financially and emotionally ruined. So. What do I owe my old friend? Signed, C. For Charlie. C. Um, I don't know, man. That sounds like true love to me. Yeah, I mean, they're both adults. Yeah. And they, I, oh. I don't know, it's love. Love is love, as they say. Uh, is it? We don't know that. We don't know that it's love. You don't, you don't know that it's not love. Also, it e? could, you, you're not allowed to fall in love on the job, right? And she's a missionary. Mm. And that's like that's basically yeah, one of her, so. like, not employable, like, customers, right? Well, she's married to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a song we write, man. Married to Jesus. Married to Jesus. Married to Jesus. That's all I've got. Anyways. They'll sell. Um, <laughs> so, what's the, so what's the advice? It's the friend that's going through this. Have you guys ever had a friend that's going through, like, a relationship that you're, like, not 100% on, but you're, like... Yeah, well, I don't want to like talk to them about it because like they're dating. <laughs> don't don't point at him, dude. Wait, I won't say who with who. What, that wasn't one hundred percent about your first girlfriend. <laughs> we have to talk the about one, that on the podcast. The one he made out with. No, uh, the one he made. Do you want me to go back to the one? It was in the laundry room, the year two thousand eleven. <laughs> what did it smell like? Like Febreze? Yes. Oh, it's well, so he's clean. His girlfriend, like nothing happened. You didn't even go on a date. Yeah, but Matt, you lied to me. Did you lie he to him? Fully, he's glossing over the fact that I asked him. I was like, Matt, anything happen? He's like, no. No, don't worry. And then when something happened the next day, I was like, something happened now. Yeah, but then you retrospectively like, and something happened the last time when I said I something didn't happen. <laughs> he, only you remember now this. Now that I think about only it, he yeah, remembers something did this. happen. Only he remembers this. Remember I have this? no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. When did you guys meet? How did you guys meet? Camp. We knew Jewish camp? Yeah. That's a big part but, of Jewish culture. We, we, we knew each other before before that. We went to camp before that. We went to uh, a, day, camp. a day yeah. camp. I, uh, I guess so. Yeah, we've known each or other Jewish probably camp. since around the early 2000s. Definitely 2003, earlier than that, 2001, I give it. Mm-hmm. We're 9-11 friends. Yep. Would you guys go to sleepovers together? We did. Who would sleep at whose house? No, we didn't oh, do that. Sleepovers. We went to a sleepover no, no, camp. No. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. That stuff is like... That that sounded like the coolest shit when I was a kid. Like all like the trouble y'all got into, like fucking blowing each other and stuff at these camps, man. <laughs> Dude, these camps all are the sexually trouble. charged, bro. <laughs> they all are. Do you not agree? It's Ooh, some a, stuff thank going on. you. Yeah. Um What'd you get into? Not me? Nothing. <laughs> Matt so Matt used to have so we're oh in the middle God, of the wilderness. Can you slow down? And Matt would have a DVD a DVD player, a portable DVD player with all the latest seasons of Dexter. Desperate That's House, wrong. Desperate Housewives That's season one, wrong. two, and three. That's wrong. You had Dexter season one. That's I watched wrong. it. That's wrong. What do you mean? I had Dexter on my iPod. Okay. What do you have on the DVD player? Sex in the City season four. Okay, sorry, Sex in the City season four. I was a weird twelve year old. Matt was say. a Samantha back in the day. Now he's pivoting to Carrie. <laughs> is this true? What yeah. that, he's, that he's pivoting Carrie? Yeah, it is true. I didn't sit in the forest. I had a little, little deep. I, I yeah, lost sometimes loved- after we don't go to bed. I'd sit up for an hour and watch something, and then go to bed. <laughs> my little hidden, hidden portable DVD player. I had Stop it for, making out now, listen, so loud! I gotta watch this. I had it for all four days. My parents gave it. I took it from my parents on Visitor's Day, and I went home like four days later. So it's not like I brought it there and last and sat the it's entire not what summer. I heard. 
<laughs> like, I should have brought this guy on. He's just trying to torture me. This is great. You got great intel, dude. Um, all right. Do you want the answer, you cops? Yeah. <laughs> I know you're trying to look out for your friend, but your question is loaded with ungenerous assumptions and unfounded catastrophes about her and her relationship. Is this adult Roman woman really such a fool that she needs you to navigate her love life? If so, it's a pity she hasn't asked you for help. Until she does, I'd keep quiet. That, it just seems to be a common theme because I, I I listen to like uh, Savage Lovecast. It's just when you when, listen, when to people, listen to the podcast for Dan Savage, I, I love it. But anyways, <laughs> besides the point, when people I'll when people when people are like next. asking for advice, it's always just like they're they're overstepping their boundaries. It's like I'm just watching my friend do this one thing. Should I say something? It's always like, well, that's the hardest thing though, because like if you're something's happening to you, you know what the best thing to do for you is. But it's right. like if you're doing like if you see a friend that's going through a scenario, then you're like. You're the you're like no one's no one spoke up about this yet, you know. Like I no guess so. Yeah, it's touchy, but people always feel, I guess, and especially in these columns, really obligated to intervene. Sorry, um, real quick. The yeah. Fucking Amazon's on fire, and like yeah. everyone, every dollar we make for this podcast is going towards it. You know. Yep. Great. They're gonna get nice. Uh, <laughs> 20 cents. Um, you seem awfully cynical about the young man, too, for having never met him. Do you worry for wealthy executives who marry women young enough to be their daughters? I like that this guy's this guy's main thing is, like, calling you over being sexist. Have, have you guys ever seen that chart about Leonardo DiCaprio's, like, dating age for yeah. the women? Yes. That's the graph, he yeah. doesn't date anyone over 25, and it's like, they get to 25, and they break up, and then it's just another buildup. Crazy. Crazy. Rick Dalton. Jerry Seinfeld dated a fucking 18-year-old when he was like 40. He was, she was like 16, I think, or 17. Yeah. Yeah, she was underage. I think that's the whole thing. Wow, I don't really know. There you go. I was going to do a, a bit, but forget it. <laughs> do you worry? Do you also worry for wealthy executives who marry y- women young enough to be their daughters? It happens commonly. Many factors play into attraction. Intelligence, humor, looks, and yes, wealth. If two adults spark, though, the rest of us don't get a vote. Unless this man is part of her ministry, I don't see how your friend's romance is any business of the director of the program. Let's leave it. At, let's leave that to them. As for what you owe your friend, why not celebrate her joy for however long it lasts? Life is short. We don't need pals prophesizing our doom from scraps they see on Facebook. Preach it. Boom. Yeah, I like this. I'm telling you, Eugene. She knows. She knew we would like this. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Like Eugene also recommended Cheryl Strayed, the woman, the woman who wrote Wild. She has an advice column that she writes. Oh, like the um, the Reese Witherspoon movie. Yes, when she climbs the, when she climbs the mountain, she got the big old backpack. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, it's an amazing. Isn't that movie. isn't that directed by what's Jean-Marc Vallée? Yeah, baby, we got him. Season three, so good. I love it. Have you that, seen it? Yeah, that movie is Laura Dern. It that fr- the first oh, scene yeah. of the movie so is like her fucking toenail falling off. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen yes, it. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> she buys the boots. She that has were the wrong size boots. No, too small. Too small. Too small. Right. Right. Um, all right, let me do a savage one for but you. What do you think about that? Eh, I don't know. He went to the other room. He missed the whole answer. Yeah. That's the real truth. <laughs> I'll offer he some of my it. own. I, I agree. I don't know what you're right. I don't know why people always see the need to like jump in everybody else's business. But, but, but the but ministry like, thing is sort of interesting. As, as well, like, hey, he, he, you go, my no, man. I was going to say, as long as it's not like going against the actual, like, uh, whatever, not whatever rules the groups have. And as long as no yeah. one's being distressed and nobody's being like like harmed or cheated, like who's to say like this is a it's a bad relationship? Would you say something if the other one was like, you know, either a relationship or just like a bad like business choice? Like, would you speak up to him if you were like, dude, this is like out of character for you? 
I think, I think I think I would. I think Matt would say that to me. I would probably say it to Matt, but I know Matt would definitely say it to me. Yeah. And Matt would say it to you. Thank you, but man. But what do you say to Matt? A hundred percent. I say to him Matt every was fucking day, dude. All of his business choices. I'm like, dude, everything you're doing is wrong right now. Yeah. I met John. All right. <laughs> On the podcast, baby. Here we go. Takes my Sex in the City DVDs. Do you take that out of the private stash? <laughs> Going back and forth. Yeah, right I now. deserve that. All right, let me guess. I've been going for well, you. Well, the other story is that you know, Josh. When Josh was dating his first girlfriend, Josh's brother said, "What did he say?" It's like I don't know. Really? Yeah. How old were you? Like sixteen? I was. I was. <laughs> Who else could you have? Nineteen or twenty. Okay, but it's also like first girl that's going out with you. Like, eh, give this one to me. Give this first one to me. You know? That's what it was. And then a year later, and here we are now. So look where we are yeah. now. We're better for it. All right, let me do one. Uh, you want some? Yeah, you do. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a person. My reluctance to reveal any other information about my identity will become clear shortly. Years ago, I found out I have an opposite sex half sibling. We recently met and quickly bonded. I know. I I I know. I already heard this on the podcast. I know this one. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off, but I know. Well, this you one. can bring in some, you know, some perspective then. Years ago, um, we went from speaking on the phone to spending time with each other. The problem now is that we're obsessively attracted to one another. We've begun holding hands and then cuddling, but recently things have progressed to makeout sessions that leave me feeling highly conflicted. I feel in many ways that I have found my soulmate as ridiculous as it sounds. Um, I'm right there with you. I know how this looks. I've read the requisite articles about GSA, genetic sexual attraction, but the science seems touch and go at best. I know you strongly believe the incest taboo needs to stay in place for society as a whole to not be totally gross. I fully agree. The thought of sleeping with any of the other, of any of the family members I grew up with makes me want to bash my own skull into bits. My question is, how do I get over this and cultivate a normal relationship with my half-sibling? I'm deeply ashamed of how I feel, but I feel known and understood by someone for the first time in years. It's confusing. Please, please help. Sign, deeply ashamed. Matt? It's not what I heard. Oh, no, 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 (laughs) no. It's Shia and Transformers. Oh, yeah. These are deep cuts today. I know, man. Um... Hmm. That's weird. I mean, no. Half sibling means like they share one parent. One, one parent. Yeah. Is that they have? Like, is that f- they have like twenty five percent of the same DNA? No. Wouldn't they have half? Not if they're half. I think you have fifty percent of the DNA of your siblings. So if it's a half sibling, it's it's you have the same amount of oh. DNA as like a grandparent. Which Man, I, think I wish I had a Bill Nye fucking thing right now because that was some fucking science, dude. Woo! It's um, a, we get a lot. We, we get a lot of these weird incesty questions, and like yeah. it's always it's always a big no. They should just teach you in school what percent, like the the calculation to be like okay, if they're this percentage, they should teach you in school how clo- how how many how how family cl- members have to be before you can fuck. It's part of the family tree assignment where they're like, all right, write down everyone in your family tree, and then I'll tell you who you can and can't have sex with. Great grandmother, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, Sorry, you said yes me. to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um. Half sibling though, I don't know, man. I none of you. I, I'm gonna ask none of you guys know someone that's like, you know, dating no, their sister. No, to you. No. <laughs> <laughs> what is she? What are you? What are you getting? Oh at? yeah, my friend George. <laughs> Maybe, man. I don't know. Um, what do? You, what's your advice for them then? 
Fine. There's going to be someone else. My advice, because I just said how I felt about it, is Wait, that... Wait, so what did they talk about on the podcast? No, I I lied. I, I saw... I saw <laughs> I follow him on Twitter, and I saw him mention this one. It wasn't on the... There was something similar, though, on... You would be horror... If, if you ever witnessed my murder, don't talk to this the, anyone about it. <laughs> just, just, just totally wrong. But I'm wrong. <laughs> he was wearing a yellow sweater. I'm sorry. It was, a, it was a red Speedo, actually, now that I really think about it. It was the guy in the blue jacket on the bus. <laughs> Call back. Hello. Um, what's your advice, Hoffman? My advice is to... Talk about it with your therapist, and then. I was seeing your therapist this week, man. Very good, Doctor yeah. Doctor D. Doctor, please D. don't say the name of my therapist <laughs> on the podcast, for God's sake. Um, he's very good. Do you do you lie down? No, but he has he has a, like a chaise, like you like could a sex lie down. Chair. You could lie down, but I sit yeah. in a regular chair. I did lie, I did the lie down thing once, and I was like, no, not for me. What'd you talk about? Excuse me. <laughs> he almost got you. You almost like lean in. And like, well, <laughs> it's private. That's fine. That's fair. I got a refill on my script, but uh, nice scripture. Yeah, my scripture. All right, let me read this. Answer. We talked a little bit about. Um, we lost Hoffman, obviously. We talked a little bit about Joan Didion. Who's that? She it, was a writer. It's Griffin she is a writer. Uh, aunt. Have you watched any more episodes of that staircase show? Oh, oh I, I, don't I, get me started. He'll talk about it. I, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> Have okay, you watched more since yesterday? Oh, I watched about three hours today of oh, I, I, okay. I literally meant so, to like start it too. There's this Netflix show. I won't give it away. It's right. this Netflix documentary show. Originally, it was originally produced in 2004 by Canal Plou. It's made by this French filmmaker. It's, it's entirely in English, but he, he'd won an Oscar for best documentary like the year before he made this. What did he make? I don't remember what it was called, but it was another kind of mm. true crime documentary about an American, something okay. happened in an American town. Anyway, so this is the premise of this, the staircase. Anyway, it originally aired in 2004, and then something happened with the case that for some reason they had to make two more episodes in 2011 or something. I love a good pickup too, yeah, right? Yeah, and then Where? Netflix just picked it up and made another episode. So I'm in the 2004 episodes. Anyway, it's like, so this guy is, is, like, is a writer and he lives in this beautiful house with his wife, his second wife, and he called... Anyway, so he, he, him and his wife are hanging out one night. They're in the backyard. Right. Like, they have a really huge property. So they're, like, deep in the backyard having drinks. And she's going to go. She has to get up early the next morning. She goes to bed. And he goes in the house about 20, 25 minutes later. And she's at the bottom of the staircase, barely breathing, unconscious. And she, yeah, and he calls, he calls 911. My wife fell down the stairs, blah, 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 blah. So it goes along as, as moves along as usual. And then they start showing you the crime scene photos and there's blood everywhere. Mm -hmm. And you're like, now, this woman blood everywhere. Like, 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 so he claims she just fell down the stairs, yeah. but it's like just stabbed or something. Like no, that amount of blood. Like, like, like she was bludgeoned over the head. Oh, lamb to the slaughter. Yeah. Like, and, and there, and, and the, like they shaved her head in the autopsy report and like she was bludgeoned. Yeah. And then like every episode, something, it, so the whole, it's not one of those like, talking heads where people are talking yeah. about what happened that there were cameras there the, with the defense attorney and this guy because he was out he was well, he was charged but he was not being held in prison following them the entire time so you find out stuff as they find out stuff mm -hmm. so as the prosecution uncovers stuff you're with the defense team and you find it out at the same time and it just gets every week it gets every episode it's like things get worse and worse so my question to you yesterday which you didn't have an answer to but maybe you will today yes. is it clearly sounds like the guy's a hundred percent to blame for this. Is there any sort of evidence? I don't think he did it. Oh, yesterday I said what? he. Yesterday I Are said I serious? thought he did it. This, and is, I, this is Matt O.J. Hoffman. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and 
today. I think I watched right. two. I think between yesterday and today, I watched like two and a half episodes. That's about 100 minutes. It's not that bad. What's the guy's name? Michael Peterson, I want to say. Okay. I might be wrong. Anyway. Why don't you think he did it? Who, who because, did it then? Because they were they were talking to the on the stand with the blood spatter analyst, and yeah, like right. the, this, it just didn't line up. He, the guy was sort of demonstrating how he would have to hit, where she would have to be, and how he would have to hit her over the head with this object. They've decided that this fire poker was this object, even because it went missing from the house. Anyway, so they're like trying to demonstrate how he would have to hit her and where for those spatter to line up, and it's just, and the the defense lawyer is like, yeah, but you would no one would ever hit someone like that. Like it was like very it was like, like awkward. It was like, like this. I'll, 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 I'll describe it. So he's extending his arms and holding them together. He usually about like would, he would three swing feet from like this. If you're swing like swinging someone to death behind, like you're like you're like a baseball bat. If yes. you're swinging it, you put it behind your shoulder, then right. swing down. But if he was swinging, if he hit her three times and was swinging up and down, there would be blood spatter behind, mm-hmm. and there wasn't. So, so they're this, saying this, that this guy's like, yeah, he would like touch his forehead with it almost as he's not swinging even, it not down. Not even that high. Just and then, like a and foot the guy also back and forth. He could have. He could have wiped wiped the the tip of the poker after each swing, and it was like, okay, but who the hell would be doing mm-hmm. that? Like. It, I don't. I don't know what's gonna happen. I can't wait to find out. <laughs> no one spoil it for no Hoffman, spoil it for please. Me. Can't wait to find out. What I was telling Matt though, like, some, there's something about true crime though that it never has a satisfying ending. Dude, I I swear to Do God, you know what I mean, I, when I was going to Halifax last year, and I swear we, we listened to like a CBC, um, someone knows something, fucking awesome podcast. It's someone knows something, and they go to this. The, it's an amazing story. They go to the small town where on like Christmas Day, a man gets a package in the mail. The son brings it to the father. The father opens it up and it fucking blows his head up. So they're trying to figure out like who did it. And there's a great subplot about like he worked in a soda factory and like people at the soda factory like he was cheating on a woman that worked in HR over there or something. Fucking it's, Well, that's it's, like the staircase. They're like, oh, and by the way. He had a best friend who died 17 years before, also by falling down a staircase, and he was the last person to see her alive. And I'm Whoa. like, what? That's pretty fucking Whoa. good. But and yeah. they're like, also, he was sleeping with male prostitutes during the marriage. And I'm like, what? It just gets crazy. And it's really interesting because it takes place in a, a smaller town mm-hmm. in the U.S. in 2004. And it's very interesting to like the way they, they look at the homosexuality in the trial where like, mm-hmm. The the the, pros, the the prosecution is going to be just like try to use prove that he's gay as if that's like a bad thing yeah, against it's like him. A deviant yeah, scene. so they're like, if we can really, yes. So the defense, yeah, yeah, the defense lawyers are like, if this, they're going to bring this up in front of up in front of the jury, and it's just going to like change their opinion of the guy and the way they're talking it's like about this, it. It's, it's like crazy. the last two episodes of season two of Big Little Lies. When uh, Nicole Kidman's called to the stand in, in, the, in the church of Becky Ann Baker. <laughs> oh, I I really want to fucking finish that show. Spoiler. I, ah, wow. Spoiler. The judge is like, um, you can do whatever you want in my courtroom. I will say though, I agree with you. Uh, all these things have lackluster endings. The it's the, the ride. It's the ride. You're like, oh my gosh, like making a murder. It's like, whoa, it's yeah. so cool. And then it ends, not, you're like, Ning. the CBC this one. This is a little bit higher quality than that stuff, though. It really is. Well, because like something recently just happened, right? But it's but it probably because in reality, yeah, not even there yet. Because in reality, things never end in like an exciting, exciting no. way. It's like it's like the ride there that's exciting. It just kind of ends. Okay. Oh, they don't have Did enough Did you see evidence. the true crime documentary called? OJ made in America because when that ended I was going crazy <laughs> but you're telling me there wasn't a satisfying ending these murder mysteries never do have a satisfying ending it's always just like and we'll never know who really killed exactly. Dorothy Gray you know it's always just like oh yeah this, but this one you you do know that you the answer the, it, you know that there will be an answer because the case had to be reopened and was closed can't you just google it right now and figure it out absolutely but 
don't do that. Well, couldn't I? Couldn't I just like start watching Lost and be like, I'm just gonna Google end. <laughs> Very true. Couldn't you just like, if, hey, you have like 400 pages left in that book? Just read the last chapter and you're done. All we're saying, though, is that, like, I feel like it, it, these things never have, like, a very amazing concrete ending. That's all we're saying. Well, we, we love 95% of the journey, mm-hmm. but it's always, like, even, like, American Vandal that was making fun of this thing didn't have a satisfying ending because they know, do the same thing. But there's something That's sort of goof, rich in these endings that allow you to sit with, to be troubled by it. You know what I mean? To be, like, left feeling because that's what happens in real life. You know what I mean? Well, they leave you wanting more. No, that's confused, why. They because that's it. what happens. What I happens would, in real life is lackluster. But I'd rather see. I'd rather watch a show that leaves me thinking about it for three weeks after than something that wraps itself up and I go, okay, that was great, and I don't think about it again. You know that these people sell their stories for like next to nothing because like you're in prison, right? So they're like, we'll give you five thousand dollars to buy the rights. But see, to your that's story. why this was different. Was because they had the cameras there from day one. It's it's and it's just a great way to look at how a defense team works on a murder trial. What should we call our true crime podcast? The stab with Gordon and Matt. <laughs> wow, Josh is in on it too. Uh, me. He's the guy that like yeah. he doesn't talk a lot, but when he says something, everyone listens. There you go. Hype, I'm a hype man. <laughs> um, I don't even know what the, what the fuck we got here. Um, right. Um, sleeping with the half sibling. Right. <laughs> Um, let me read the answer. What's the good word on it? So this, so they're talking about something called the Westermark effect, also known as reverse sexual imprinting. It's a psychological hypothesis that people who live in close domestic proximity during the first few years of their lives become desensitized to sexual attraction. The hypothesis was first proposed by Finnish anthropologist Edvard Mestermark in his book, The History of Human Marriage. Um, I think they're just trying to like. And that's why you're allowed to have sex with your half-sibling. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. a Finn told yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wrote a book about he it in the 80s. Yeah. Um, all right. Let me so, I want to bad life's opinion. Sibling sex, yay or nay? Half-sibling? Uh, you got wiggle room there. I have a question about bad vice. In, in the last episode of bad vice, is it good vice? Like, do you have good advice? Like, maybe, like, midway through an episode, you say, that's good vice. And then, and then you... Unplug? I think I've said that on one of the shows. Have I've you said, said that? That's, talk about good vice. Well, yeah. you probably have, but is that that? Can, can, can that question be more like good vice? There you go. Wait, the sad ending. You're like Gorian. Yes, Robin. That was That's some good, good vice. It was good for me. It was good for me too. It, but it'll be like the end of a true crime. It'll just be like it Ooh. ends. We'll be like, we'll see you next week, and we should never return. The last episode of, of, of Bad Vice ends with, like, a murder. You hear E.G. E. comes in and stabs us to shit. <laughs> you want you and Robin get butchered. And then it turns into you guys talking about who killed us. Yes. Yeah. And who then really? The spin-off. The spin-off. <laughs> yeah. Helter Skelter, baby. Um, Bugliosi. Right. Bugliosi. Vincent. Um, okay, here we go. Dear Abby. Sometimes when my husband's been drinking, he does things I consider inappropriate with his cousin and childhood friend Jasper. <laughs> they, of course, Jasper is the name. <laughs> my husband, Jasper, gets off to no good. The most recent incident involved my husband pulling down his pants and showing Jasper's private parts. Later that night, he tried to grab Jasper's crotch. To me, Jasper seemed slightly uncomfortable, but he just laughed it off. When I confronted my husband about it, he said I was overreacting. He was just messing around. I don't think he's gay, but it almost feels like he's cheating on me. Am I overreacting? And what should I do? Signed, confused in the Midwest. 
Hmm. Chaps, Put your pants back on, dude. It's just what the first play. I don't know what her issue is. <laughs> it's just boys being just boys, 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 being boys, boys. As, as they say, boys will be boys will be. Have boys. you ever shown someone your junk? Um, no, no, nor I. Have you? you? No, record, no. Just like no. Have you? Ever, like I feel like I've seen way too many penises and butts in the city, though. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I see them on the, on the New York streets. Yeah, I feel like you've seen like your fair share. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. I'm kind of used to it. Do you enjoy being I am naked? Desensitized. Uh, uh, yes. I yes, I do. I could. <laughs> I feel like I used to be naked a lot more often when I was like ten. Do you? Are you one of those people that just walks around naked in their apartment? No. No, I like the secureness of a fresh pair of underwear yeah. and a clean body. Dude, a clean pair of boxers is like one of the best things in life. Even though it's better than a clean pair of boxers, clean pair of boxer briefs. There you go. Are you still boxers? <laughs> no, I, I got Have one. Have you made the upgrade? No, I, I always call them boxers, but they're all boxer briefs. Oh, like, yeah, nobody the, wears regular boxers anymore. I, I, they're they're expensive. I, I, I upgraded in the last like two years. But before really? that, to boxers? Yeah. No, oh. from the briefs. From I never boxer wore boxers. Briefs. Me neither. I was I, like, who is it in Seinfeld? Was it Jerry or, jo- or George? They oh, ride, they're riding up on me. Kramer. He, that's why. He's, Kramer. So sorry, my Kramer, George or Kramer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I with me it was always like they were as big as shorts. That's the thing I didn't understand. Like the American Eagle ones, like you always see, like you get them as like a pair for like Christmas. Joe or something. Boxer, Joe Boxer, Tommy Hilfiger. They're like big enough that you like put them on over boxer briefs. It feels almost yeah. like yeah. they're their own special thing that you wear. Boxer briefs, though. Um, real quick, what do you guys pee? Do you go through the fly or over the waistband? Waistband over the waistband. Me too. Okay, sweet. Do you know people who who go? Dude, there's a, apparently we're the fucking odd ones out. Really? Yeah. That's the thing, eh? Yeah. I don't want to tell you. It's uh, faster the other way. So what do we say to this guy? I don't want to get like the drippage everywhere. Yeah, that's fair, man. What do you say to this Midwestern wife? Just they're just they're just having fun. Talk man. to your husband about it, or just like yeah. chill out. Talk to Jasper about it. Talk that's, to Jasper. That's who I really <laughs> want to hear from. Jasper, 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 Jasper. How do you feel about getting drove by my husband? I like it. <laughs> well, that's a good deep voice. You can, you can do some voice work. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, 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 lots of voice work. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's slow down. That for the soundboard. <laughs> uh, Pig fuck. Pig Is that Matt doing it? <laughs> no, that's that's, that's, that's Philip Seymour Hoffman. Doing it. it sounds like Matt. I can't get over how good that scene was, man. That's the best. Um, your husband's immature behavior sometimes when he has been drinking is extremely inappropriate. How many times has this occurred? Listen to your gut and get to the bottom of this because it appears you are married to a problem drinker who may need help. Right to the point! Um, you got any more, any more musings? Anything, anything happened to you, Josh? Hmm. Yeah, anything happened to you, Josh? No, we were just talking about before about the guy who's running really fast. Oh, in the jeans. <laughs> yes. There's a guy Amazing. running full head of steam. He was this like was, running a hundred percent. He was like, like a Usain Bolt speed. But he wasn't. He wasn't like wearing earphones. He wasn't like. He wasn't like on a run. Like he just got news. He just got news, and he was running through people, cutting through people, <laughs> dashing. What would it speed. take to make you run that fast in the clothes you're wearing right now? Like, what would make you fucking? As fast as you can. Like, what would it take? I feel like you would take an Uber in any situation. That's not true. I never yes, Uber. Wow, going after the New York guy. Yeah, it takes Uber. I know Uber in New York. New York. I went to the airport. Josh is in the hospital. Hey, seven minutes away. I'll be on Josh time. <laughs> the Uber Express. <laughs> Me- meeting the other location. <laughs> No, I don't know. No. Yeah, he's he's really running. 
That's all I got. Man, like, that was pretty good, though. That's, pretty, pretty, that's not really amusing, good. but okay. Um, here, let me do one. Um, I don't think I got much. I think I have one left. People, when you're getting off at, like, a major subway stop, like mm-hmm. an interchange station, and, like, everyone's standing, but there's, like, one person, like, trying to weave through the crowd to get to the front of the doors opening, even though it's going to be a fucking mass stampede yeah. regardless. Yeah, yeah, I know that one. We're all getting off here. I know I know you're standing up to get... We're all getting off here. Everyone's getting off at Bloor and Young. Yeah, I was going to say, it's always Bloor and Young. It's, no one's not getting off here, you know? Like, you don't have to... Excuse me, this is my stop. It's everyone's stop. Yeah, if it was, like, Bazarian Station. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace. Is it still existing? Do yeah. you still got Bazarian? It's like 14th Street. Line 4. Is that where everyone gets off? That's because that's where the L train is, so a lot of people get off there. Hmm. Mm, the L train. Get hmm. to Brooklyn. I, I have amusing. It's a, it a thing I was telling Matt about. Um, it, was, it, was about it was about just like... Stop so, rubbing so, your hands like your goddamn I, villain. This, this is it's like... I'm, like I'm, I'm, waiting, I'm willing to disseminate this to the, to like the people of the oh, world. Right. It's um, asthma for Josh. What, but I, um, it's all about social media and the fact oh, that here, like, things, like, things like Twitter and Instagram... First of all, and like these, these aren't like new big ideas. Like this is just something I like came upon. The yeah, other day. yeah, they're 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 purposely designed for you to not log out of. So why Very why 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 are we true. why are we always why why am I a hundred percent of the time um like of my living like always logged on to Twitter? Yeah, that does that's not a normal thing to to, to happen. I shouldn't have to walk to another room and just be lo- automatically before I can even catch myself doing mm. it opening up because I'm logged in and go on Twitter. They should denied you to have any sort of like save functionality for that stuff you should have to manually log into these things every single time and, and that's what that should I, be a fucking law that's what, I, what i've been doing as i was telling matt over dinner like I, i'm just logging out of instagram logging out of twitter and if i want to use them you log in log in right it should be like me consciously deciding to go on them i shouldn't just pick it up before i can even figure out that i'm doing it the, the biggest time you panic when you get a new phone shit i have to log into everything now yeah I, what's my snapchat what's my instagram i forget everything you should be logging in and out so you don't you should be logged out more yeah. than logged in that's exactly this it. guy's genius there's nothing dude. else there's no nothing else that i'm permanently logged on i'm not lo- permanently logged on to the cibc app right like also your bank you're like bank. logged not, on less than yeah. instagram exactly why yeah why am i permanently logged in i logged out of instagram yeah it's a big th- i recommend you log out what do you guys do for your passwords? Is it just like the password you've had? Like my password? That's nobody's business. I'm not talking about my passwords really? on the podcast. No. I've had the same password since grade six, but just like changing it as like, you know, you have to add capitalizations and numbers and stuff like that. It's just been like an elongated, like different change to that. I have like five, I have like four, five different passwords I use. Are any of them a phrase or like more than one word? They all have capitals and numbers. And but letters. are they like, like, you know, I'm get not, well 29 or like, no. is, it, is it multiple <laughs> words? It doesn't matter. No one cares about your no, your, it's your, one your, word. your logins. It's not even a real word. It's not even it's a real like word. A bunch of like, it's Hebrew. It's just a bunch of like. It's just like a little code. What about you? Yeah, just a variation of things I picked up. Some like old like locker combinations and stuff like that. Locker combinations, like yeah. the twenty six, twenty five. But not actually. I'm trying to like say yeah, something kind of similar. You also to what don't want to talk about what your yeah, password. It's like, not a lo- it's not locker combinations. I'm saying something slightly like it, so no one can fucking. <laughs> Yeah, I don't need people to know. So, so, Matt, what's your mom's maiden name? Yeah. <laughs> what was the street you grew, grew up on? Yeah. There, was, was, a, there was a podcast where Matt said his address right at the end of it. I remember, like, it's a Bad Vice podcast if you go in the archives. Wait, really? Yeah, at the, the end of the episode, he's like, well, come visit me at such and such address. Oh, I won't say it again. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't say what apartment number I was. And okay, but you said no, exactly uh, what address, the number well, of your like, Come visit. Okay, Matt, just Did saying. the Hell's Angels move out? Yeah, they're gone. 
Yeah. Really? So rentals next door? Did that, did that article ever come out? Yeah, yeah right. It did. That, I, yeah, it did. The it expose. Did. Yeah. One oh, Jewish boy I, didn't want to say anything <laughs> on the case, but he looked mighty scared when I asked him about I it. I was interviewed for an article for the New Yorker. The man came to your building and was like, "Do you have any stories about living next to no, the Hell's Angels?" No, he saw Angels. me leave and like he came up to me down the street. He was, was yeah. He wrote a book about Meryl Streep. Did he have a doll, like a ballpoint pen in his hand? Yep. What's and his name? No Sh- Shulman, hey? Shulman? Yeah, something Shulman. Maybe Michael Shulman. Michael Shulman? Go support him. Is your bank pin just like random numbers or is it like something that means something why, to you? What, why are you asking us this? Is this, this, this a phishing scam? This sounds like you're trying to like, what are you going to poison us and then take all the cards out of our wallet and go down the street? <laughs> I'm not telling you what my bank number is. Like, is it something that like means something to you though? Or is it just like a random, like, I thought of this like n- combination of numbers. Is it like a date? Just like, just give me one. Is it, does it mean something to you? Or is it just complete random numbers complete you picked? Complete random numbers I picked. Okay, well, fuck you. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> he says into the microphone. What's your, What's your social security number, Gorian? If I had a whimsical story about it, I'd fucking tell you. I don't have a whimsical. <laughs> so, my password is the day I was born, but I won't say what day it is. My pin? My mom's old fucking extension number. Four numbers, man. When I was in fucking sixth grade. And where Boom. does your mom work? Area 51. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It would be so easy for me to like find out where your mom worked, find out where her extension code really? was, and then just it's come catch that easy? Just that, Google it. Yeah. I'll give you $100 if you can figure out what the extension number is. 500 Big fuck. <laughs> That's not Matt saying that. <laughs> I've heard him say it so many times. It's like, might as well be him. <laughs> All right, let me. Uh, um, let's, okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, that was a bad music. <laughs> Tell me your passwords. <laughs> my uh, my coworkers will be throwing a bridal shower for another coworker. Um, someone had the bright idea to make it a lingerie party. We are expected to give her underwear instead of any other gifts because she doesn't need any house goods. Oh, and also no men are allowed at this party for privacy reasons. This party will be in the lunchroom during lunchtime, so if anyone wants to eat in there, too bad. Is this an HR nightmare like I think it is, or am I overreacting? We work in a very conservative office in a very conservative field, so it's hard to tell. It's an HR nightmare. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Don't do it at the office. That sounds like a reject episode of The Office. We're going to be like, trying out lingerie in this room, but don't come in. <laughs> no, oh, no men. My fucking sandwich is in there. It's in the fridge. Oh, sorry. I didn't know you guys were using the room. The lunchroom. <laughs> um, have you ever worked in an office? In office-like situations, yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Like where there's a lunchroom, a place that has people who work. Any desks. Any weird lunch mix-ups or anything like that? Do you ever go to work and find out people just have like shit eating habits? Yeah. Like, like you're like, dude, you're lot, eating Domino's every day. Or fr- like frozen, fro- like those frozen lean cuisines. Really? And a Diet Coke. Oh, really? A freaking lean cuisine? And yeah, a Diet Coke. And a Diet Coke. <laughs> Lots of meal, baby. Fully grown adults, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Love it. You? What would be your lunch go-to? Like, what do you bring for lunch? Me? I used to be, like, a big turkey sandwich guy, but then it ex- exhausted it. What's you, the... What's you, the... The problem was, like, yeah, I would just put, like, no sauce. And then once I started doing sauce, it would be a bit better, but... I don't know. There's only so many turkey sandwiches. Yeah. This is turkey hour with Josh. Um, what's the best thing you can cook? I make a good, like, um, like a burrito bowl. <laughs> I do. You guys laugh, but it's, it's funny. Good. The Gordon says, "Like, what's the best thing you cook?" And you're like, "A burrito bowl." You you guys can laugh all you want, 
but you won't have my burrito bowl. Tell us what's in your burrito bowl. All right, it's got crown beef. It's got crown beef. Onions. It's got onions. Peppers. You put ground beef in your burrito bowl? I mean, I usually do like ground chicken's pretty good, or you can do like you can do that meat supplement. Um, How do you make the bowl? <laughs> What's so contentious about my delicious burrito bowl? I've never in my life heard of you making a burrito bowl. A bunch of loose ground beef. I've never salsa. said to you. I've never said to you what you have for dinner, and you said I made a burrito bowl. <laughs> Ever. It's kind of what I do best. You, again, I for my burrito uh, bowls. laugh all you want. Who's got the burrito bowls? I do. I'm motioning towards myself, the man who has the burrito I'm bowls. Crying. Can you please make me a burrito bowl this week? I, I, I'd love to make you a burrito bowl, Matt. Can I get chips and guac on the side? Whatever, whatever you, whatever you like. It's good. A man just wants to come on a podcast, talk about burrito bowls on his first podcast, and gets jided by his buddies. Okay, I'm good. Oh my god, dude! What 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 a what a life! That was a great bit. Holy shit! I was gonna I was gonna roast you, but that was the funniest fucking thing ever. All right, let's go on to the last bit of advice. Do you have any more? It was funny because, like, <laughs> you took this, like, base ingredient, which was, like, you cooking the meat, and then you're just like, I'm going to throw a bunch of shit on there and turn it into something else. Yeah, it's, bur- it's burrito bowl. <laughs> I also make a great burrito casserole. That's like the way you're saying, like, to me, like, like <laughs> what's the best thing you cook? And me saying, stir fry. <laughs> Veggie platter. <laughs> Veggies and dip. Yeah, usually when like Gordon Ramsay's like, oh, it's like you know, ste- you know, steamed salmon with like a lemon glaze or something, you know, burrito bowl. <laughs> okay, tonight's meal is burrito bowl. <laughs> Josh cracks his knuckles off screen. Well, we've got some tomatoes. I'm gonna chop those up. Well, we got some lettuce. I'm gonna chop those up. Well, you got some onions. They're just tomahawking me about the burrito bowl. God! I just want to. Do you like how we were done with this and we had to go back? Just let it go. It's a burrito bowl, guys! <laughs> a fucking burrito bowl. Okay, go ahead. Oh, okay, That's I'm the sorry. name of the episode. I'm sorry, burrito bowl is 100% the name the of the episode. Flying burrito boys. Uh, Alright, um. Okay. Lingerie party. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that <laughs> um I need the lunchroom why <laughs> where else am I gonna eat my burrito bowl <laughs> when you walk by like uh in the Eaton Center would they have those like um Victoria secret? model yeah the secret shows where they like they just like wear lingerie at the mall and like you can go watch them uh, that's a thing what? I think in Bayshore in Ottawa they had a thing where it's like what is it, the red light district? It's like a Victoria's Secret it, the model. Re- the Reaper Bond in Hamburg, Germany? <laughs> Somewhere I went this summer? It's the other red light district. It's the, it's the oh, second yes. most famous one to the one in Do you Amsterdam. listen to Dan Harmon's Hardcore History? Nah. You'd fucking like it. Yeah. It's like, a, the dude does like 50 hour episodes on like things. So I'm listening to one about World War One right now. 
Fucking fascinating, dude. Right. Well, Serbia and like all that. All we that started stuff, the black, out, baby. The black we hand. fucking punted it, man. The, bla- the black hand. Yeah. And then Franz Ferdinand. And, and, and it was a bunch of like nineteen-year-olds, man. In Sarajevo. Sarajevo. Yeah, the Belgrade. Yeah. Big things. Um, you ain't giving us nothing, man. I'm not giving you Come much. Come on. Wow. It stays in the room. We don't talk about it. Wow. Keep keep giving us dirt on him, Josh, until he fucking starts filling it. Yeah. Okay, what is this? A grilling session? All right, I'm sorry. Just put on a song and wrap us up, for God's sake. Um, laundry party. No, Tell us the answer already. You've been, we've been on laundry party for fucking 45 minutes. It's that wildly... Was, we did that question before the burrito bowl. Inappropriate. Try just being direct about it. I know this is meant well, but a laundry party at work is really inappropriate. I don't feel comfortable giving a coworker underwear, and I'd imagine some others won't be either. Can we switch the plan here to something that isn't an HR nightmare? Like, is it a ritualistic thing at this company to... I, I don't understand. No, it's just like a, one of those... What, what, what was the makeup thing they used to call it? All the, all the women would sell the makeup. It's like she's just doing some thing where she's mm. working to make some extra money. Yeah, like a Tupperware party. Yeah, like a Tupperware oh, party. Exactly. That's fucking genius, dude. Mm. That's so... That's exactly what it is. It's like Uncle yeah. Rico and Napoleon Dynamite. You say a Tupperware party? Or am I tripping? <laughs> Tupperware yeah, party. Yeah, like Uncle Rico. Did he have one in Napoleon Dynamite? He doesn't have a party, but he's trying to sell the... I was just watching it recently. That's why. Uncle Rico, baby. Um, fuck, I had something and I lost uh, it. Uncle God Rico, it. baby. It's, really inappropriate. it's a bad idea. We all agree. Yeah. I'll, I'll get to the bottom of this guy one day. Um, okay, I'm going to do one last oh one. Oh my God, this is the longest one in history. It's like, it's not even that long. Okay, go ahead. Hey, Google, spin the dreidel. You got shinned. Put one coin in. Oh, you got shinned. I think that's all of them, actually. Yeah. Um, okay, should I sing us a song? and? Uh... Let me just do one last musing, okay? Just to wind things out. So I was at a... Wow, he, that, this guy addicted to his phone. I was trying to pull this something out that was relevant. I was trying to log this guy. I was trying to log something up. I was trying to pull something up. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. You missed it. You missed it. It's not. You don't get it anymore. I was at the dollar store the other day. Yes. Buying, you know, those glass bottles you get at like dinner, which is like you flip the top off and you can like pour a glass of water mm-hmm. yep. and you flip the top. I bought a couple of those because I'm like, I want to have like chilled water in the fridge. You know, because mm-hmm. like the water here is like lukewarm in the summertime. Don't get me on lukewarm. <laughs> you got a lukewarm story. <laughs> what? <laughs> Tell the story. It's a good one. It's it's, it's just I was it was at it was a summer camp at overnight camp. It's not even <gasps> ah! it's not even a, it's not even a good story, but it's just a classic Matt story. Whenever the word it's a Josh story, up. but go ahead. Um, I was drink I was standing at the water fountain and I was just like drinking the water and some girls came over and they they asked me, oh how, how how's the water? Is the water cold? And I'm like, yeah, I mean it's lukewarm. <laughs> and they like scoffed at me. They're like, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't know what that meant. They're like. Luke Luke warm, warm. <laughs> like, you're, like you're referencing like an old actor, like, like Cool it, Hand Luke. I don't know. It's uh, you know, it's Eddie Redmayne right it's now. <laughs> it's Luke it's Jupiter, warm. Asc- Jupiter, <laughs> Jupiter, ascending. Jupiter ascending, right? <laughs> um, but anyways, lukewarm is a big moment. Me and Matt, oh. whenever the word lukewarm comes up, that's like a, it's like a hot, it's a hot button topic. I it's a further story, that. but it's just you know, it's too personal to get it's, into. It's, on it's too personal to get into on the pod. All right. Well, you know what? This has been a good episode. Yes. Should I sing us out? Well, where can they find us? Where can they find you yes, guys? Where can at? they find you? Where can they find you, Hoffman? Uh, you can find me on 
East 3rd Street. He's saying his address. He's yeah, saying his address. Go, go, go. 75 East 3rd Street is my address. Come visit. Ring the doorbell. I'm not telling you which one it is. Buzz all of them. And is, maybe I'll let you in. Is there any more unclaimed mail in the hall? Yes, come steal the unclaimed mail. There's always unclaimed mail. How did you know that? Dude, I would love to be like, I love mystery shit. Like, I watch people... Like, unbox? Beyond that, lottery tickets on fucking YouTube. People be like, I bought $10,000 in scratch cards. Here's me scratching them off. I've seen people be like, here's 10,000 Tim Hortons cups for Roll Up the Rim. Let me, like, here you go, you know? Love that. Where can they find you? Wait, 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 on Instagram at Mr. Matt Hoffman. It's public profile. Follow me and uh, nothing like a public profile. And um, you want girls to like hook up with you if you have a public profile. He's got it. He's not locked down. Knows. No, my thing is just that I don't post anything that I think is like so private that I wouldn't want anybody to see. You're a public guy too. I'm public. I'm not hiding anything. Man of the people. Man of the people. What's your address in Thornhill? That's my parents' address. I'm not saying. Where can they find you, Josh? I'm a total mysterious person who has no, there's no trace to find for so, unknown reasons. Josh is actually just a voice I've been doing this entire time. <laughs> there's never been anybody I'm, here. I'm Matt's conscience. This is what I've worked on in my acting class, and I've developed a character. Yep. Um, Where can we find you, Gorian? You can find us at Bad Vice Podcast on Instagram. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, uh, I think that's it. And one Podcasts. last one last thing is Robin Hebb followed me back on Instagram. Oh! There you go. Robin, wherever you are out there, I want to send you this message. She'll hear this in like five months. We love you. We miss you. Please come home. Do you want to hear my song before you play yours? Uh, no, just mine. Okay. Pig fuck! Oh, Pig he goes fuck. in deep. Hot August night and the leaves hanging down and the grass on the ground smelling sweet. I guess I Move up the road to the outside of town and the sound of that good gospel beat. Alright, we'll see you next Thursday. Woo woo! Sits a ragged tent. Finally, a good Bruce song. Right. I'm in the bummers and mansions in the summers with a teenager.